You know, just because we're talking about baby Jesus a lot this time of year doesn't mean that he stays a baby. In fact, when we don't see him for who he is, we underestimate our mighty God. Yep, it's Amen, Brother Ben, the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus, and also, may I, might I add, hopefully getting you in the Christmas spirit. Um, we've been looking through this verse in Isaiah 9, this little section of Isaiah 9, uh, if you have been following along with us, and this is where God kind of does some foreshadowing. He lays some groundwork, starts describing Jesus centuries before he came onto the scene. And um, he describes him with four different names. But after all, talking about how the government will sit on his shoulders, he calls him a wonderful counselor. But today I want to talk about kind of the other side of that particular coin, a mighty God. You know, you may think about a wonderful counselor as some soft-spoken, cardigan-wearing uh, bespectacled uh, man that's like, all right, now tell me about your feelings, right? I know, that may be just me. Um, I'm not to make fun of anybody, but that just may be, you, uh, you hear wonderful counselor and you're not necessarily intimidated, let's put it that way. But that is an aspect of God's personality. That is an aspect of Jesus. But not only is Jesus a wonderful counselor where he's so gentle he won't break a blade of grass is what the scriptures say, he is also a mighty God. And we don't need to underestimate that this this time of year because uh, the might of God is kind of what we can look forward to. You know, Christmas is a time of anticipation, a time of hope. And, uh, you know, just like back in Bible times where they were looking forward to a Messiah to come for the first time, we're looking for him to come back uh, and this time as a mighty God. Psalm 145.3 says, Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. Now, a lot of times people get confused about this. In fact, I I had somebody ask me the other day. They were just doing some business with me, and they asked me because they knew I was a pastor. Hey, so the Trinity, tell me about that. Which maybe we need to do a whole week on that at some point. But if you if you don't understand, this is a a commonly held uh, what they call an orthodoxical. Uh, it's orthodoxy. It's Christian orthodoxy, meaning it's it's kind of the foundation of what we believe is that that God is a Trinity. He is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and Jesus is equal parts. Uh, a part of that Trinity. He is equally God, and yet because of uh, the fact that G- that he was sent uh, into this world, starting with the Christmas story, uh, he is also equally man. But he has never lost his might, never lost his power. In fact, I heard a, a popular preacher uh, kind of miss the boat on this the other day. He was talking about how he there's a scripture that said that that Jesus never um, he never saw his godship as something to be aspired to. Like he he could have uh, came and saying, yep, I'm God, walk into the room, and and you better treat me like that. But God, or Jesus, was humble in this. He didn't see his godliness um, as something to wield against other people to make himself feel over other people. He already is over people. He doesn't need that necessarily. But he, he saw it as a, a way to humble himself 
because that's a more, a more powerfully potent picture. It's a lot of P's. A more powerfully potent picture, potent picture of uh, the fact that that God was humbling Himself through the Son Jesus to serve His very creations, and yet He still. The thing is, though, we cannot take away His might from that. God was just as mighty. He didn't give up His might and His power when He was put into a form of a child and grew up into a man. Uh, he never gave up His might. He just chose to use it in different ways. Um, because Jesus has always been there. In fact, that's kind of why it's so mind-blowing that uh, he would come as a baby um, and and grow up as a manual laborer, as a carpenter, uh, and, and be kind of this guy that, that wasn't um, elevated in, in the ways that human beings act like uh, they need to be elevated. Because in John 1, he tells us that Jesus existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Jesus, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life, that's the word they're talking about is Jesus, gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. That is might. That is power. That is something so far beyond, it makes even the most powerful human beings seem weak uh, and frail, Um, because that's who Jesus is. And so, I get it when some of you go, why are we making such a big deal about this baby, this baby Jesus? Why are we so blown away by baby Jesus? I mean, he's cute and all, right? But hey, baby Yoda, baby Jesus, same thing to me, right? No, the fact is that God is mighty and he deserves our worship. Uh, Hebrews 1 says that the son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. That is some power. That is some control. And he says, when he has cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. It shows us this picture, or it gives us this picture of Jesus, who is, again, equal parts to God, but he's sitting next to the Father at his right hand. He's the right-hand man, and uh, from there, he is actually, the Bible says in other places, he's uh, kind of as a go-between between us and God. He is, he is uh, advocating for us. And there's a lot of power in that. And so uh, the reason we need to understand that Jesus was not just a mighty or a wonderful counselor, but a mighty God is we need a mighty God to overcome the darkness of the world. This time of year, this year especially, we have a lot of darkness, and there are going to be moments where the enemy wants you to believe that the darkness is more powerful than the light, that these situations in this world and your silly little superstitions and beliefs are not good enough. They, they might work fine for your little Sunday school class, and they might work fine when you were a kid, but when everybody grows up and hits the real world, this, this whole Jesus thing, just it just lacks teeth. That is, couldn't be farther from the truth. Jesus is not only uh, our our wonderful counselor. He was not only the baby Jesus, he was also a mighty God. And that's why we make a big deal out of Christmas. That's why he deserves our praise because his power and his good, and, but he doesn't use that power uh, for, for anything but what is good for the world. His, his glory hit by Jesus reflecting the glory of God, that glory shines on all people. And that's the way the world was set up and created to be. 
right? Jesus is not just uh, an addition to the life that revolves around you. Again, we have a, I think, a epidemic of narcissism going on around in our world where we think, because we can create our own little worlds that revolve around us, and that is not how the world was meant to be. We are, are created beings, and the reason that we were created was to worship a mighty God, and he came in form of Jesus that first Christmas. So that's what we're looking forward to. That's what we're celebrating. And if you need the power of God in your life, it is available for those that he calls his own. So maybe this Christmas season, you need to be cleansed, as Hebrews 1 says. Cleanse from our sins so that we can rightfully serve and be blessed and be in fellowship with the one that the world was created in and through and for. That should make your Christmas merry. He is a mighty God, and he loves you. That's just enough to make my Christmas perfect. Amenben.com if you need anything. We'll see you tomorrow.